Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 25 to 30 minute program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or maybe life is just throwing you one more curveball than you were expecting, I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about step one and really the the powerlessness part of step one is what we're really going to focus on. So it's always great to to see that we do have people joining this broadcast literally from coast to coast here in North America. At last count, we had we had listeners and viewers in 35 countries from around the world. So thank you for taking time from your busy schedules to connect here on the Courageous Recovery Podcast. If depending on how you're listening or watching this, if there's a subscribe button, please hit subscribe. If there's a chat box, I would hugely value your feedback and your comments on, on any thoughts. Uh, and for more information on, on what God has me doing in this season of my life, you can go to my website, which is randymortensen.com. Later in the show, I will talk about the 21-point assessment that you'll find on the front page. That's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs that's called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So let's just jump right in here and and, and really take off on, on step one. So as I said, we're really going to focus on the aspect of being powerless. But what I'd like to do is start with reading step one, and that is, we admitted we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors that our lives had become unmanageable. We admitted we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors and that our lives had become unmanageable. So as we explore the first step, we learn the importance of admitting we are powerless to control our tendency to do the wrong thing and that our lives have become unmanageable. As soon as we take this step and we admit that we are powerless, we start to change. That's when change really begins. We see that those old ways of trying to control our anger, our hangups, and poor choices didn't work. They were buried by our denial and, and held on to with that false power and hopes, hopes of change. So during this episode, we're going to focus on four actions. Two of those actions are two things that we have to stop doing and two things we need to start doing in our recoveries. The scripture that goes with step one is in Romans 7.18. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can, is what was written in Romans chapter 7, verse 18 in the Life Recovery Bible. So there are really four actions to completing step one. But before we go to the to the four key questions, I want to ask you a question. How do you react to this statement? There is a purpose behind every problem. The question is, what problem in your life has caused the greatest growth in you? God has a purpose behind every problem. You should expect four kinds of problems in life. The first are trials. 
Those trials are designed by God to draw us closer to him and build our character. The second are temptations. And those temptations are designed by the devil to draw us away from God and destroy our character. And then the third kind of problem are trespasses. Those trespasses are hurts caused by the sins of others. And the fourth T is troubles. Troubles are usually, but not always, the consequences of our own sinful choices. When you face a problem, try to determine the source first. If the trouble is your own fault, you should repent of it. If it is a temptation from Satan, you should resist it. If it is a trespass against you by others, you need to release it through forgiveness. But if the problem is a trial from God, you need to relax and trust God in it. Regardless of the source, none of your problems could happen without God's permission. Everything that happens in the life of a child of God is father-filtered. Let me say that again. Everything that happens in the life of a child of God is father-filtered, and he intends to use it for good. If you've done a deep dive into step one, you've probably heard that denial can have at least six negative effects. It disables our feelings, wastes our energy, negates our growth, isolates us from God, and alienates us from our relationships. And finally, it lengthens our pain. You are ready to accept step one when your pain is greater than your fear. So I like to encourage people by saying, stop denying the pain. In Psalm 6, verses 2 and 3, David talks about a time when he came to the end of his emotional and physical resources. What he said in Psalm 6 is, Pity me, O Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, for my body is sick, and I am upset and disturbed. My mind is filled with apprehension and with gloom. When David's pain had finally surpassed his fear, he was able to face his denial and feel that reality of his pain. In the same way, if you want to be rid of your pain, you must face it and go through it. Have you ever heard the saying, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired? I know I've said it thousands of times. Can anyone relate? The next action we need to take is stop playing God. You're either going to serve God or self. You can't do both. Matthew 6.24 says, No one can be a slave to two masters. He will hate one and love the other. He will be loyal to one and despise the other. Another term for serving ourselves is serving the flesh. Flesh is the Bible's word for our unperfected human nature, our sin nature. I love this illustration. If you leave the H off of the end of flesh and reverse the remaining letters, you spell what? You spell the word self. Flesh is the self-life. It is what we are when we're left to our own devices. The big book of AA describes the alcoholic as a person whose self-will has run riot. When self is out of control, all attempts at control of self or others fail. In fact, our attempt to control ourselves and others is what got us into trouble in the first place. God needs to be the one in control. There are two jobs, God's and mine, God's and yours. 
We've been trying to do God's job and we can't. On the flip side, he won't do our job. He won't do your job. We need to do the footwork. We knew it. We need to admit that we are not God and that our lives are unmanageable without him. Then, when we've finally emptied ourselves, God will have room to work to he'll have room to come in and he'll have he'll have the opportunity to begin his healing work. So now, let's go on to the third action that we need to take. The lust of power is not rooted in our strengths, but our weaknesses. We need to realize our human weaknesses and quit trying to do it by ourselves. We need to admit that we are powerless and turn our lives over to God. Jesus knew how difficult this is. He said in Matthew nineteen twenty six, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. When we keep doing things that we don't want to do, and when we fail to do the things we've decided we need to do, we begin to see that we do not, in fact, have the power to change items we may have thought we could. Life begins coming into focus more clearly than ever before as we begin to change. And the last action that we need to take is to look at being unmanageable. The only reason we consider that there's something wrong or that we need to talk to somebody or that we need to take this step is because we finally are able to admit that some area or maybe all our all areas of our lives have become unmanageable. It is with this admission that you finally realize you're out of control and are powerless to do anything on your own. When I got to this part of my recovery, I thought about David's feelings that he expressed in Psalm 40, verse 12, where he said, Problems far too big for me to solve are piled higher than my head. Meanwhile, my sins, too many to count, have all caught up with me, and I'm ashamed to look up. Does that sound familiar to you? Only when your pain is greater than your fear will you be ready to honestly take the first step, admitting that you are powerless and your life is unmanageable. So tonight, our acrostic will help us to focus in on the first part of step one. That first area is powerless. Our acrostic tonight demonstrates what happens when we admit we are powerless. We begin to give up the following serenity robbers. Hear me say that. We begin to give up the following serenity robbers. The first letter in in tonight's acrostic is P. We start to see that we're no longer trapped by our pride. In Proverbs 29, 23, it says, Pride ends in a fall while humility brings honor. When you consider this equation that some of you can see on the side screens, it says ignorance plus power plus pride equals a deadly mixture. Ignorance plus power and then added to pride brings about a deadly mixture. What does that say to you? Our false pride undermines our faith and it cuts us off from God and others. When God's presence is welcome, there is no room for pride because he makes us aware of our true self. Next, 
we begin to lose the only ifs. Have you ever had a case of the only ifs? Only if they hadn't walked out. If only I had started drinking. If only this. If only that. Or only if that. And there's probably a multitude of others that come to mind. How reluctantly the mind consents to reality. But when we admit that we're powerless, we start walking in the truth rather than living in that fantasy land of rationalization. In Luke, it says, whatever is covered up will be uncovered, and every secret will be made known. So then, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in broad daylight. The next letter in powerless is the W, and that stands for worrying in this acrostic. And don't tell me that worrying doesn't do any good. I know better. The things I worry about never happen. All worrying is a form of not trusting God enough, not believing he can solve our issues. Instead of worrying about things that we cannot possibly control, we need to focus on what God can do. Keep a copy of the serenity prayer in your pocket and in your heart to remind you. By working this 12-step program and completing the steps, you can find that trust that relationship with the one and only higher power, Jesus Christ, so that worrying begins to go away. Matthew 6.34 tells us, Don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. The next thing that happens when we admit we are powerless is that we quit trying to escape. Before we admitted we were powerless, we tried to escape and hide from our hurts and those challenges and, and the things that were keeping us from being clean and sober. But, and by getting involved in unhealthy relationships, by abusing drugs or alcohol, by eating or not eating, through gambling or maybe sex, and the list goes on and on. Trying to escape pain drains us of precious energy. When we take this first step, however, God opens true escape routes for, to show us his power and grace. And in Ephesians 5, 13 and 14, it says, For the light is capable of showing up everything for what it really is. It is possible for the light to turn the thing it shines upon into light also. Again, that was from Ephesians verses 5, or chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. The R in powerless stands for resentments. Resentments. If they're suppressed and allowed to fester, resentments can act like emotional cancer. I've heard it said many times, resentments and anger and guilt and shame keep people drunk or high. It's imperative that we deal with this defect. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. As you continue to work the steps, you'll come to understand that in letting go of your resentments, by offering your forgiveness to those who have hurt you, you're not just freeing that person who harmed you, you're freeing yourself. But if we maintain our false power, we become isolated and alone. That's the L in powerless. And that stands for loneliness. 
When you admit that you're powerless and start to face reality, you will find that you do not have to be alone. Do you know that loneliness is a choice? In recovery and in Christ, you never have to walk alone again. Do you know that caring for the lonely can cure your loneliness? Get involved. Get involved in in your church, in your neighborhood, or in a recovery program like our Quest 180. If you become a regular in any of those settings, I guarantee that you won't be lonely. Remember what we talk about often in recovery groups. Getting involved in a group is a natural part of your spiritual growth. Continue to love each other with true brotherly love, it says in Hebrews 13, 1 and 2. Don't forget to be kind to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. So when you admit you're powerless, you also give up the emptiness. When you finally admit that you're truly powerless by yourself, that empty feeling deep inside, that cold wind that blows through you, it's going to go away. Jesus said, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. That was in John 10.10 where he was quoted. So let him Feel the emptiness inside. Tell him how you feel. He cares. Our Heavenly Father genuinely cares. And what's going to happen next is you'll notice that you're becoming less self-centered. So the first S in, in powerlessness stands for selfishness. Some of us have known people that have come into recovery thinking that the Lord's Prayer Maybe it was, our Father who art in heaven, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> That's not how it is, is it? In Luke 17, it's written, whoever clings to his life shall lose it, and whoever loses his life shall save it. Simply said, selfishness is at the heart of most problems between people. The last thing that we need to give up when we're, we admit that we're powerless is separation. Separation. Some people talk about finding God as if he could have ever been lost. Separation from God can feel real, but it's never permanent. Remember, he seeks the lost. When we can't find God, we need to ask ourselves, who moved? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't God that moved. In Romans, it says, For I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels won't and all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. The power to change only comes from God's grace. Are you ready to truly begin your your journey of recovery? Are you ready to stop denying the pain? Let me say that again. Are you ready to stop denying the pain? Look what the psalmist has to say in, in chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. Pity me, O Lord, for I am weak. 
Heal me, for my body is sick, and I am upset and disturbed. My mind is filled with apprehension and gloom. I can certainly relate to those words in the early part of my recovery. So here's a key question for you today. Are you ready to stop playing God? Are you ready to stop playing God? Here's what Matthew has to say about it, attempting to serve two masters. I, I quoted this earlier. No one can be a slave to two masters. He will hate one and love the other. He will be loyal to one and despise the other. Are you ready to start admitting your powerlessness? Are you ready to start admitting your powerlessness? Jesus talks about all things being possible with God all things being possible with God. And in Matthew 19, he said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So another question for you. Are you ready to start admitting your powerlessness? Are you ready to start admitting that your life has become unmanageable? If you are, Share it with a trusted friend. If you are, share it with somebody that that maybe is in recovery that that you know and that you have respect for what they've been able to achieve. I encourage you to start working and living this program in earnest. We we all need a higher power, and that's Jesus Christ. And as we, as, we, as we look at the opportunities here to be restored, to begin the journey after step one, steps two through 12, you know, I just want to encourage you, if you're doubting yourself, please give my office a call and, and feel free to, to Ask me any questions that I can help you with. You can call my office. That number is 321-757-HOPE. 321-757-HOPE. In November, I'm launching another one of my eight-week programs called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. We use Zoom technology to do the 90-minute weekly meetings. The first 30 minutes are teaching. There are three phases. The first phase is evaluate. On the front page of my website at randymortensen.com, there's a 21-question assessment that will help you to, to determine whether you're dealing with a mild, moderate, or severe case of substance abuse. That's the first part of evaluate. If you're mild or moderate, then my program, the Lifestyle Champion Cohort, is a good fit for you. It goes for eight weeks. The second phase is equip, and the third phase is now that you've figured out how to experience life change, how do you now enjoy the new life? If it's easier for you to text me for more information, you can go ahead and text CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 66866. If you're qualified after doing the assessment, just mention LCC, Lifestyle Champion Cohort, when enrolling, and I'll give you a 50% discount. 
Folks, as we prepare to sign off, I just want to share some statistics with you from 2021. Throughout the year, there were 107,622 people that died of overdoses in the United States alone. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 295 per day. Those who are dying are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of, of someone who loves them. If you're struggling today or maybe you're that person who's who's dealing with a compulsive destructive behavior or one of your loved ones is, please go ahead and give me a call at my office. That number again is 321-757-HOPE, 321-757-HOPE. I hope you found this information helpful today. You can look for the replay of, of this to be available on usual podcast online outlets from Buzzsprout to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many other platforms. Please share this with, with others that, that may be interested in knowing a bit more about the early stages of the 12 steps. So I want to leave you with this. I wish that you... Have a blessed day, finish out the year strong, and be extraordinary today.